Stand with us this morning. Let's worship the Lord. Mm, yeah. God is. God is my refuge. God is my strength. God is everything to me.
bless you this morning. I'd like to welcome you today. It's been a wonderful day so far. Thank you for being here. It's good to see you. This morning, Pastor Cameron shared something that, that touched my heart, something about his family. He knows exactly what I'm going to say right now. He said his four-year-old asked if he would move his family to the moon so they can be closer to God. And that touched me because it's just a desire that she has to to be in God's presence and be closer to him. And that's a desire that we should have as we come to God's house on Sunday. We have three opportunities every Sunday to join together as a family and to get in his presence and just love on him and be closer to him. And we're off to a good start this morning. We already had one wonderful service this morning. The Lord moved in a good way, had a great time of worship. Pastor delivered a powerful message. I know we're looking forward to what the Lord has in store for us during this service and again tonight as we come back at 6 o'clock. Before we get out and shake hands, have a couple announcements. As we started this new year, Pastor called us to a time of fasting. And I know that there's many, many people in this congregation that's fasting in your own way and you're doing everything you can to open your heart and let the Lord minister to you in this time. But he's also called us to a time of prayer. Next Saturday, we have a special time of prayer. And it's a corporate prayer. And I know we can pray in our homes and we can look for the Lord and seek him in our homes. But right now it's about the body. It's about coming together as a family. About lifting each other up, encouraging each other, and, and being there for one another. And most of all, showing God that we are united here for him. So next Saturday, between 6 in the morning and 6 at night, is an opportunity for you to come. It's a wonderful time. I've come to the last prayer events that we had lights are down. It's just a beautiful time. There's people all throughout the sanctuary that are on their knees or just on their face before God. So I encourage you to sign up and pick an hour, two hours. If you want to be here the whole 12 hours, that's awesome. But come, show up. Let's show the Lord that we're united this year and that we want him to use us. And then Sunday evening, next, next weekend, we have a special time, a special service of prayer and worship. So we're going to cap off the weekend, just worshiping the Lord and interceding and praying for the needs of others. That's what it's about. It's not about us. It's about him. It's about what he can do through us to bless others. 
Amen. And if you're new to our church, first of all, I want to welcome you and thank you for being here today. And that's what we're here for. We're here for you. But also today, after service, we have a special time of meet and greet. It's called back in our choir room where we can get to know you, get to see who you are and what we can do to help you get plugged in here at church because we want to minister to you. We want to be a family to you and help you grow in your relationship with the Lord. So at this time, I'd like to ask all of our normal attenders and members to please stand, leaving our first-time guests seated. Our connectors will be coming forward. They'll be giving you a packet. In this packet, there's a card that we'd like to get information about you. You can deposit in the offering plate as it comes. We'd like to contact you, keep you informed of what's going on here at Stratford so you're connected with us as a body. God bless you. Let's get out and shake hands with one another. Holy, 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 holy Lord, holy, 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 holy is the Lord, God Almighty. You're worthy, worthy to receive from, worthy Lord.
glorify you, Lord. You are worthy.
before Sister Liz comes, before she comes to bring us into that place of remembering communion, as I was holding these in my hands today, I thought, well, is it appropriate for me to do this? I mean, I, I started to lift this up but during our song. I was holding it in my hands, getting ready for communion. And while I was standing there, I, I began to lift this up, and I thought, well, I, I don't know if that's, I don't know if I should do that. And the Lord spoke to me and said, remember me. And I started lifting it. I said, remember me. He said, remember me. And I thought, oh, God, I thank you for the night you were betrayed, that you held a piece of bread in your hand, and you gave us this cup that represents your blood. I'm thankful today that he gave his life for me, and I want to praise him in song. I want to praise him in the communion sacrament. I lift it up to you, Lord, this morning. I give you honor, and I give you glory, and I give you praise. I thank you for the sacrifice. I thank you, Lord, for the gospel message that has brought salvation to my heart and my soul. I'm thankful this morning. Are you? Are you thankful? Why don't you with me right now just lift those elements up. and Lift them up in worship. Lift them up in praise. We thank you, Lord. We remember, Lord. We remember, Jesus. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. Oh, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood. is asked, what can wash away my sin? Nothing Nothing but but the the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the Oh, 
are so precious, Lord. You are so precious, Lord. Nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood. No other gods before me, Lord, nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood. Covered by the blood, I'm covered by the blood. Covered by your blood, Lord. I have victory through your blood, Lord. Nothing but the blood. himself here this morning. How appropriate that the Spirit of God is in our midst to honor the one who gave it all and paid the price for our sins today. Thank you, Lord, today. Thank you, Lord, today for your holy presence. Thank you, Jesus, for the price that was paid for our sins. Thank you, Holy Spirit, today for your witness. Thank you for that today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, precious Lord, thank you. We remember that night when you met with your disciples, Lord, and you took the bread and you blessed it and you gave thanks and you said take eat this is my body which is broken for you this do in remembrance of me and we do that today Lord we take the bread and eat in remembrance of you Hallelujah. praise the name of Jesus sweet Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus and then, Lord Jesus, you took the cup when you'd supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us drink the blood. Thank you, Jesus. As often as you do this, you do eat this bread and drink this cup. You do show the Lord's death until he comes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your welcome. Thank you today, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise your wonderful name. Just continue to worship.
through the power of the blood. You know, By his stripes, we are healed. Yes. I feel like right now in this house, there is a healing God. And he wants to heal you. It has already been given. The price has already been paid. All you have to do is receive peace of God. Cover me, cover me, cover me, peace of God, cover me through the storm, cover me. If you need prayer this morning, right now is the time to come, peace. God's moving in this house. He's a miracle-working God. He's a healing God. It doesn't matter what's in your home. It doesn't matter what cancer's in your body. <laughs> He's my healer. He's your healer. Peace of God. house cover me cover me come expecting a miracle We praise you, Lord. 
someone who's watching online this morning. God wants to put healing in your life. <laughs> He's speaking to you right now. Cover me. Lord, cover them right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Through the storm.
as we continue to pray, would you join with us as we pray for the nation of Israel right now, asking God's protection and His grace and His mercy to be poured out on that nation. As we call on Him, let's join together for that nation and continue to pray for these that are here in front. Lord Jesus, we come in, the, in Your precious name for this, the nation that You love so much. Oh God, You love America. You love all the countries of the world and we thank you for the way you poured out your blessings on us but God we especially pray for Israel today that you would reach down in that little country and surround those walls Lord Jesus that give them protection and safety oh God let a revival break out in that nation to where men and women's hearts are all turned to you let there be a return to you Lord Jesus as they seek you and look at us conditions around them let their eyes fall on you and let them receive you as Lord and Savior touch and let the revival break out in their midst oh God we pray let protection be theirs every day Lord Jesus and may they keep their hearts and minds stayed on you because you're the one that gives us health and strength and protection and we thank you for that today Lord as you bless us and as you bless them and you bless the nations of the world that look to you we need your help, God. We're no match for what the enemy's trying to do, but we are more than conquerors through you because you strengthen us. Now have your way and bless our nation in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The streams whereof make glad the city. streams where make glad the city of our God. And I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad. I will rejoice, Lord, I will a fountain full of grace and it flows from Emmanuel's veins <laughs> it came and it healed me it came and it filled me it came and washed all my sins away and I will
up and praise Him. I will rejoice. We praise you, Lord. I know you've been up and down, but I want to ask you to stand for just a few moments, if you will, for us to go to prayer. For We have a, a lady who's here with us today, Sister Hazel Roberson. She is she's passed out in the pew there. She's had a little bit of an episode there. Doctors are with her, and we've called a squad. They're going to be coming in. How many of you know that we can pray right now for her, and that God, we believe that God can touch her? Her name is Sister Hazel, and we want to pray for her right now. We want, I want her to hear all the people that are praying for her. Let's have a moment of prayer just for her. Father, as we come right now in the name of Jesus, we ask you to be with Sister Hazel. Touch her by your Holy Spirit and let her feel the strength come back in her body. Let her feel, God, your work of being accomplished now. We trust and we thank you for the professionals that are with her right now, that your work is being done, God. We're just going to trust that you're going to be with her all the way through this procedure, that, that God, you're going to take care of her, be with her family, and I pray for strength to come into her. Let her feel your presence and know a healing touch, for we believe that right in our midst, not just for those who've got something coming up, not just for those who are dealing with something simple or little, but Lord, for the big things, the things we can't control, we ask you to touch and to minister a healing touch. So we give you honor and we give you praise and we thank you today for your work that's being done in her life. For we believe and we pray for her and we ask it all in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said amen. You believe God is able to touch her this morning. Amen. You can be seated. Where is little Esteban? Where is he at? Is he? There he is. Oh, my goodness. Look at this guy. Hola, senor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm just going to, you and me going to slip out the side door. Get to introduce you. You want to see first? <laughs> cute little guy right here. He's like, isn't he cute? I know you want to look over here too. This is little Esteban Suentia. And this is his very first Sunday here in church. He belongs to the Suentia family. And we're so delighted that he, they brought him today. He's seven weeks old, making his first appearance at his church. So would you make him welcome? to his home church today. Amen. Hola. Dios le bendiga. Amen. You like tacos? <laughs> Beautiful little boy. God bless you. Thank you for sharing him with us. We want to thank Abilities First for being with us today. We love you. So excited when you get to be with us. This group of young people are with us at the first of every month, and we love hosting them. 
they, they always come in for our praise and worship, and then they slip out, and they have their own church. I kind of like, I might slip back there and hear their message. It, from what I understand, it's going to be interesting. They've got a big suit of armor back there, and uh, they're going to have church, and it's going to be wonderful. We're so delighted that you're here. You're our special guest, and we love you very much, and we thank you for being with us. Please continue to remember the Roberson family in prayer as they take care of their sister. This is, you know, brother, Sister Mary, the two sisters, Carolyn and Mary. This is their sister, Hazel. And so I know they're very concerned and we want to keep them in our prayers. I want to remind you as it was brought to your attention, uh, Brian mentioned it, where this coming weekend we're going to be having the prayer watch weekend. And right in the middle of our fast, how beautiful and how appropriate that on the last week, as you're getting ready for your countdown, there is, we're going to be hosting a prayer watch here at the church, Saturday from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm asking you to join me and our staff and many, many people who come. I've known some people who've come and stayed four hours to uh, just, you'd walk in and hear them praying and it was so beautiful. Uh, there's nothing, I know you can pray at home and, and I rec recognize that and if you're not able to be with us, on the weekend prayer watch, please pray at home. But if you are able and you can consider that an act of your worship to come to God's house, to be here in service for, to be in prayer time this coming Saturday. I wanna thank Sister Sandra Birchwell for heading up that prayer watch this weekend and she always does a beautiful job. The place looks magnificent. It's very, the atmosphere is just beautiful for worship. Lots of soft music and just a wonderful time for you to come in and pray. We're praying for our church, we're praying for our community, our families, we're praying for our pastors, we're praying that God would have his way through us this coming year as we embark on a journey um, to be what we need to be in these last days. So please come and be with us. It would be awesome for there to be any number of 100. We've had as many as 300 be here at one particular hour in prayer, and it was just so awesome to see that many people walking the aisles and praying here in the church. Please don't un underestimate how valuable it is that you come and you pray. It helps all of us to feel like we're all part of something bigger than ourselves when we come in and see each other. So I'm, I'm challenging and asking you to please come and be with us. I would like to invite you tonight, special service at 6 p.m. I've been excited about this. One of the quiet pastors we have on staff, you know, we have some that are really loudmouths, and I will not mention their names. But we have one that tends to be a little quiet sometimes, but boy, when he does open his mouth, he's got wisdom and he's got anointing. And I'm excited tonight, Pastor Brian Little will be speaking at 6 p.m. <laughs> Brian is an amazing man of God and I respect him and I love him very much. He's not only pastor with me and we work together in ministry, but he is my friend. And I love him very much as a brother in Christ. I'm excited myself. I get to go to church tonight. Cool. You know, that's awesome. And our ushers are coming to, to serve you with our offering today. And I want to thank you for your gifts. Thank you for your continued faithfulness. God is doing good and great things through you as you give and you're obedient to him. If you're giving in your loose offering today, I want to remind you that it goes to World Missions. We support missionaries around the world, and we're so delighted to have with us a special guest today, a new missionary we've never met before. I haven't. 
He is part of Healing Hearts. His name is Jeffrey Warmus. Jeffrey, would you stand? We want to recognize you as a special guest here today. Thank you for being with us. We are a church who honors and prays for missionaries. And I'm definitely going to add you to my prayer list and look forward to getting to know you and the ministry that you have there in, in Europe. He is part of the a European missionary uh, endeavor, and he is stationed out of uh, Hungary, and he lives in Hungary. So, if, you know, if you're hungry during a fast, you might, no, that wasn't even funny. Thank you, Elaine. I appreciate it. <laughs> I've been to Budapest on my way through to Romania, and it's a beautiful, wonderful place, and we, we're excited uh, to host you today as a special guest. As we go before the Lord in prayer now over our offering, let's play, pray that the needs in our church will be met, that God will touch, minister not only to our missionaries around the world, but also to the community at large that we're ministering to here at uh, Stratford Heights. Father, as we come before you, we thank you. We honor you. May your work be accomplished and done, and may the presence of God guide and direct every missionary that we help, we pray for, and we support. We thank you for our guests today your work will be accomplished and done through he and his family as he is out on the mission field for you we honor those who are called and obedient and go lord around the world pray your richest blessings upon him we pray in the name of jesus for those we support around the world that your work will be done through their hearts and through their vision and that the ministry will continue to go blessed and favored of your hand we pray today for the community at large that we minister to pray that you will touch this local body and the ministries we have in our church as well as the ministries to outreach in this community. Let us this year be more focused than we have ever been before at being your hands, your feet, your heart extended to people who need, people who are broken, and people who need you. We pray all of this as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Should 
Praise the Lord. I said, well, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. What a day. The Lord has been here in a great and wonderful way. And yet we've also seen some things that, that let us know, you know, we need to trust and rest in God, right? What you've seen happen, and even in this service today, has been, you know, just, it's a reflection of life, a reflection of our continual trust in God, you know, sometimes bend in the road. Sometimes you stopped right in your tracks. You have to call on God and depend on God. I'm so thankful this morning for his care and his trust. Beautiful song. Thank you, Kathy, for singing. Resting in his care. And that's what we do for little Michaela. It's going to be taken off from us today. I want you to, uh, this is a very quiet young lady. I want her to stand. Michaela Gillum, would you stand please? She is one of our young ladies and we have loved her, raised her. And uh, unfortunately, this will be the last service. We'll see her for a little while until she comes back to visit. She's taken off to Georgia, Savannah, Georgia tomorrow. And she'll be working down there. She's got a new position, a wonderful job. Opportunity has opened up for her there. So she's going to be down there. I've been working with the family. We're trying to find her a good church and get her plugged in and involved. I've called the state offices there and asked them to help us. We want to get her plugged in right away. I told them, Michaela, I said, now this is a sharp, classy, wonderful young lady, and she needs to be taken care of. And if she's not, we're going to load up a bus and come all the way to Georgia to take care of her. So we love you. And we're going to be praying for you. And uh, we're, we're going to miss you. So thank you for being with us today. I know you got a lot going on with getting ready to go. One more time, if you would, for the reading of God's word, would you stand? Today we're looking at the final sermon in a series that I've been preaching for the last several weeks on that acceptable fast. We're right in the middle of our church-wide fast, 21 days, where we're believing and asking God to touch and minister to the needs of our family, our church, for us as a church as we now come into 100 years. Um, unbelievable, the, the strength that has carried this church, the torch of power and, and the, the love that has been birthed in this church through the years. 
to come 100 years, one century, and to still be standing strong is against all odds. The Lord has had his hand on this church. He will continue to have his hand on this church. And I, I am encumbered with the burden that it is our responsibility. It's our responsibility now to carry into this new generation, the generation that I believe will see the coming of the Lord, that we will carry the same power. Testing one. Testing one. We're move here. That we carry the exact same anointing, the same power that has built this church and sustained this church through the years, that we are able to continue that into the generation that will see the coming of the Lord. So we've been looking at the acceptable fast. It's the last thing we want to do in this last hour and day is to be caught up in the rituals and the ceremonies of just going through the motions. The last thing we want to be is a church that Timothy writes about where he says, a church that has rejected the power of God through a form of godliness. I don't want to look like a church. I don't want to just act like a church. I want to be the church. The church that was built on the rock. When Jesus looked at Simon Peter and he jumped up and said, Jesus had asked them the question. He said, who do you say that I am? I know what they say, but what do you say, boys? Peter jumped up from around that fire. And he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And I believe he said that with such fervor and fire. If I said it the way I think he really said it, I'd scare half of you. Because I think he jumped up. I think he was excited. I felt like he, I think he was full of the power of God and the Holy Ghost. Because Jesus even acknowledged that and looked at him and said, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my father which is in heaven. Therefore, he was announcing right there, you anointed boy. He said, on the truth of what you've just said, I'm going to build my church on the fact that it is absolutely built on Christ. The church that is successful, significant, the church that will make it, churches that survive will be the churches that are built not on a denomination, not on a preacher, not on some famous fad or program church that will survive and be the church that sees the coming of Christ significantly will be the church that continues to have as its center, its cornerstone, Jesus Christ and Christ alone. Do you agree with that? Say amen. So we've been looking at what is the correct and right fast, what's the acceptable fast, and what is not. And we've been focusing on what is not the last couple of weeks, but hang on. Today, we're going to talk about what is. What happens when we have aligned ourselves perfectly and right and surrender before God? What can we expect? What can we see happen in the spiritual realm? Reading from Isaiah chapter 58 again, verse 6. We're talking about now about the fast that is acceptable. And Jesus said, is this not the fast that I've chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Man, 
Am I just reading words or are you hearing that today? I mean, we shouted a few minutes ago. That, that ought to cause a, a shout of at least an amen somewhere in the house. God says through Isaiah, is this not the fast that I've chosen? Is this not the results of the fast you want? To loose the bonds of those who are caught up in sin and wickedness. To undo heavy burdens, many of you who are buried and, and you're carrying a load uh, in your life. And he says, to undo the heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. And then he says, and this is what your, li your life will look like. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? And that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked, that you cover them. And not hide yourself from your own flesh. It says, then your light shall break forth like the morning. Then your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. How many want an assurance of answered prayer this morning? You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. Then verse 11 is where I really want you to listen this morning. The Lord will guide you continually. I have prayed all week long that he would guide us continually. That I am as pastor, that we as a church are positioned before him in an acceptable fashion that he will be able to get through to us, to guide us continually. And satisfy your soul in a drought or in the dry time. And strengthen your bones who are feeble and fearful. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Always, always on the winning side. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. That's our cry. Lord, as we are commissioned to carry the torch into the, this generation, thank you. And you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Father, we thank you. We ask you by your Holy Spirit, speak to us now in the few minutes we have to look into your word. I pray that you will touch us, that, Lord, you'll inspire us, shake us, cause us to see nothing but truth in this few moments as we are challenged by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word. Did you hear that? Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Just to know, thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. I wish I could just sing this today. How I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, for grace to trust him more. I'm so glad I learned to trust him. Precious Jesus, Savior, friend, and I know that he is with me, will be with me to the end. Promises, the word of God that you can lean on, depend on, the scriptures that are there that you can count on, 
You can build a life and a family. You can build a business. You can build your career. Your, your life is ministry. You can build it all on the promises of God. And the promise of the Lord would have led us into Isaiah. As we've looked over the last couple of weeks about what it is to be an acceptable surrender and an acceptable sacrifice before the Lord. What is it that he receives? What is it that he hears? We understand and know that it, works won't get us there. It's not about earning a spot. It's about positioning ourselves to where he can hear, where we can hear him, where he can get through to us. How many times have I prayed for folks and I've said, oh, Lord, arrest their spirit, touch their heart. Lord, get a hold of them. Let them sense and feel your anointing. It's only now that I'm really, I'm praying that prayer over us. I'm praying that over us as a church, praying over that over us in that way so that we can understand what God is wanting to accomplish and do through us. As I watched the news yesterday and I saw the, the thousands protesting around the world in different cities, I, I saw this morning the rally that's happening in Paris, France, where people by the thousands are crammed down every street at the Champs-Élysées. They're there now, right now, and in the hour that we're meeting, they're having these anti-terrorism rallies, and they're rising up. They're actually starting to proclaim and starting to get the word out there. They're confused. They, they, they thought the current trend was to embrace false and, uh, religions and philosophies of the world. They, they thought that by embracing that we were making the world a better place, but what they found out is that there's, there's death and there's murder in the streets and there's all kinds of violence and, and they're confused and they're hurt. And I'm looking into their faces as I'm watching the television and I'm knowing that that's the same story, one city after another, one country after another, including the United States and cities where protests are still going on and we're not sure who we can trust. We're, we're not sure we can trust the city leaders or the police officers or, or we can trust the, the political leaders. We're, we're not sure what's going on. There's confusion in the streets. Oh, as never before, the world is crying out for someone who has the truth. It's time for us as Christians to embrace the moment and say, God, we want to put ourselves in position so that this world, when they're looking for something that matters and something that has truth to it, they'll understand and know he is still the same answer. He was back 2,000 years ago. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The answer to the world's problems. The answer to all the problems of this life. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of your stand. Don't be quiet about it. Come on, it's time for us to understand and know they're out there looking for an answer. And if you've got it, you ought to flaunt it, baby. You ought to get out there and let people know that the answer is alive in your own heart. Too many times we've got just enough Jesus to be miserable. You've heard me say it over and over again. Don't have just enough church inside you so that people don't want what you got. If you're going to go for it, go for it. If you're going to be ashamed and sit on it, why don't you just go out there and look for something else? They're worshiping trees, Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley. You can find anybody you want to worship. But if he is king and lord of glory, if he's the son of the living God and he died on the Calvary's cross for you and the blood of Christ was spilled for your sins and mine, if that is the truth of the gospel, then it's time for us to stand up in an anthem of praise and honor and let the truth be known to a world who is hurting, who is dying, who is lost and needs to know the answer.
you might be surprised that the fast is not all about you. The fast is not just about you. It's about us having an answer for folks when, Tony, they walked from the cemetery and they don't have answers and they don't know what to do. It's for those who are crying in the streets. It's time for us to have an answer for them. It's time for us to get a hold of that anointing that comes through a sacrifice of praise and honor and worship. God said, I'm fixing, if you'll get right, if you'll understand what kind of fast I'll receive, I'll position you and put you in a place where I'll absolutely light up the dark sky all around you. I'm telling you, Paris, France needs a little sunrise this morning. Washington, D.C. needs a little sunrise this morning. There's darkness in Middletown and Cincinnati that needs to see the morning sunrise again. It's time for children of God to get bold in their declaration that we have something that they need. A fast will position you. The discipline of it will position you. It will put you in a spot where you can be an answer I love it when God comes through. I love it when answers come through. I love looking at a miracle sitting on the pew over there. Two of them, by the way. I love looking at them and knowing that they are nothing less. Elaine and Bob Hardesty should not be here. We should go visit them on, on the Memorial Day at a cemetery, according to the world's ideology. But in the name of Jesus Christ this morning, they stand alive and well, worshiping and praising God in this house. That's a miracle. I like it when prayers get answered. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And there are miracles yet to happen all over this house. I'm believing God. I looked at Lenny this morning and I said, Brother Lenny, I said, how is it? How is it? How is little Charlie? And he looked at me smiling from ear to ear and he said, she's good. God's still performing a miracle. And I love it when you get in conversation with him and he's talking about little Charlie. He begins to tell you how the doctors don't have an explanation, how the family has, don't have a whole lot they can look back to. No reports make sense. Everything points to a miracle, a miracle truth in the last days, a miracle that says God is alive, his son is alive, and he is the answer for the world. But if we'll get ourselves in position today, if we'll allow this fast to speak to us, if we'll allow it to position us in a place where the enemy can't no longer use us to discredit. I'll let that just sit there for a minute. Half hearts, half in, half out, misrepresenting. You a Christian? There's truth in serving God that transforms and changes your life. God's warning to Isaiah for the people of Israel was not because he wanted to prevent blessing, not because he wanted to withhold from his people. That warning was sent because God said, I want to position you for blessing, for healing. I want to position you for miracles. We spend more time trying to explain in the religious world today. We spend more time trying to explain why the miracles no longer take place than we do just getting in the word and claiming the promises of God and standing on the rock. If we spent half as much time standing on faith 
if we spent half as much time studying what the scripture does say about the precious blood and the stripes that were taken on his back, if we'd spend just half the time that we spend trying to talk it all away and talk it all down and trying to refuse it, man, I'm telling you, we begin to see some of the things that we want to see in this world. The only reason why the world is not seeing it, the only reason why the church is not experiencing it in many places at large is because they have not positioned themselves in a place where they can hear God and receive God's power. I'm telling you, if we'll understand what his word says, if we'll stand on it, we won't worry half as much as we do. There's a whole lot of fretting going on in the church world. There's a whole lot of worry and stress and anxiety that goes on in the pew. It's time for you and I to get a clear, wonderful picture of the promises of God that say he is my healer. He is my deliverer. He is my provider. He is the one who saves me and has given me eternal life in the heavens and I don't have to worry about nothing. And if it isn't worth getting excited about, then what in the world are you doing it for? God alive and well. The people in this earth, the people in this world, the people in the cities, they're looking. Like I said, they're confused. They don't know what to believe anymore. They don't know who to trust anymore. They're in a position perfect for the church to rise up in power and be a light and a witness as such as never before. God said, if you'll position yourself, oh, Isaiah, tell them, if they'll position themselves in the right fast, if they'll come in the right motive, if they'll come in the right attitude, if they'll get their hearts right before me. Because how many of you know this morning, God don't care about your outward appearance. God don't care about what you come and what you bring to the table. God only cares about one thing. Can he get right to the bit, right to the center of who you are? Can he get to your heart? And if he can get to your heart, he knows he's got everything else. He can anoint that and use it. Hey, man, if he has to use a donkey to preach the gospel, he'll do that. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need me. But he's given us the privilege and the opportunity to be vessels of honor used by God's power to make a difference in the world. He's given you the opportunity. So shine where you're planted. Quit living a half-in, half-out life where people don't want the God you serve. It's time to get it. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. Grow up in the faith. Grow up. Yeah. Some people, well, y'all pray for me. The devil's just been on my back all week. Praise the devil. Well, it's just so bad. Just brother, pray for me. Oh, it's terrible. I'm under such bondage. And my, well, goodness gracious, just claim that and glory. Hallelujah to Lucifer. Don't give him another inch. Don't give him another mile. If you're feeling bad this morning, you say, in my flesh, I may stumble and I may feel frail. But in the spirit, I'm strong, I'm healed, I'm delivered, and I'm standing on the promises of God. I'd much rather be found standing on the rock, Christ Jesus, than I would the sand and the sinking sand of this world. That's an old-fashioned Pentecostal line. Man, I was just Pentecostal right then. Move over, W.R. Shambach. And if you're on this video watching today, we love you. We've got to stand. We've got to be counted. That's what this fast is about. It's about shaking. Sometimes God has to shake. You know, sometimes he's got to shake the foundation you're standing on because it's wrong. God will shake the foundation you're standing on if it's wrong. He'll let you fall off if it's wrong. 
and then God will plant you right back on a, on a solid force in the ground where you can trust and know and rebuild your life and rebuild your ministry. Sometimes God's got to let a lot of shake and go on. He got to rock your world sometimes. But, oh, when he does, he comes back with healing in his wings, and he brings you back to a place where you're solid and you're standing and you're strong and you're invincible in him because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When we understand those promises and we hang on to them, we let them guide our lives, man, we ought to be tripping with happiness. That is an old 70s term, you know, that talks about, you know, stuff. I shouldn't even have said that. To be happy in the Lord, to be fulfilled in the Lord, to be satisfied in the Lord. He says, I will satisfy you. I will satisfy, I will strengthen your bones. I will turn your night into day. If you'll position yourself before me, he said, oh, will Isaiah tell him, tell him, he said, get out of the sackcloth and ashes if it didn't, gotta, if it didn't go and bring change. They come in here crying that they love me. They come in here crying out that they want justice. They come in here trying to get my attention. They think they're doing all right because it's all in the ceremony and it's all in the ritual and all in the routine. He said, you tell them I reject that because I notice that when they come to the house and when they come to worship, when they come in their sackcloth, they're still over here seeking the pleasures of the world. They're still living the double lifestyle. Is, Is it okay in 2015 for me to once again say to the church at large, there is a difference in the lives of those who have accepted Christ. There is a holiness that is required of those who would he who would have the Holy Spirit indwelling in them. You cannot live two lives. You cannot live two ways. It's time to clean out the life and clean out the closet, clean out the house and get back to being what you say you are. If he is God, serve him. If he is not God, then serve the gods of your father. But make up your mind because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Oh, hallelujah. Praise him this morning. Praise the Lord. So I stand with those in Isaiah's day, and I heed the warning. I heed the warning, Lord. I don't want my goodness to be spoken evil of. I don't want my righteousness to be something I act out and I'm, I'm all good in my actions and in my behavior, but I'm not good on the inside. Some folks look, make, look good. They, they, they got a good picture. They, they show off a good religion, but they don't have anything. Timothy said they, they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power of God. It's time for us to put down. I'd much rather have to grow in the power than to have to come down off my high horse like the Pharisees had to, to try to get holy. That was good. I'm going to write that down. Man. It would remind you a beautiful picture in the scripture that Jesus gives to us. Just a picture of the two. The religious man who stood on the street corner. And I know. I told somebody this the other day. I said, sometimes I leave out of church and I just, why are you always, always picking on people? Why are you always trying to uh, point out the, the Pharisees and the religious people. And, and someone looked at me and said, you'll keep doing it as long as God is trying to change people and trying to bring revival to the people. You know, one of the things that I love about our church ever since I started talking about 
being real and being authentic and being not a griper and not a whiner and not a complainer and not a gossiper. You know what? We've had that significantly decrease in our church. I don't know if they're afraid to tell me, but they don't talk about it anymore. I don't hear anybody talking about gossip anymore. I'm, not, I'm, I'm praising God and thanking God because I know the devil would love to mess us up real good. But I'm telling you, it feels good in here these days. I love it when I hear somebody say, that's not my business. I don't want to talk about it. I hear it all the time now because I think people are genuinely prying to put themselves in position to where God can bless them and they're not wanting to fall prey to the ugliness of the world. I pray for authenticity. I pray for the real deal. I pray that we'll be that starting right here and then filtering down into our pastoral staff. We don't want nobody, we don't want no wells that don't have no water. There is nothing worse. I went to an old place where I used to grow, when I was growing up and there was a, a well in the yard and I went over to it and I started pumping that thing. I didn't know, I, mean, I was trying to get water to come out of that thing. It was dead and dry, rusty, nothing coming out of it at all. And I said, well, what good is a well if it isn't gonna work? And that's the same thing I got to say about those who have not really surrendered their all in all to Jesus. I'm here to tell you today there's nothing worse than the world coming to you for living water and your well is dry. It's time to make sure you've got a bubbling spring of waters that where the waters fail not and that you are a representation of the living waters of Jesus. There ain't nothing worse than a traveler in this world coming up and finding a reservoir empty, finding it not full, finding it not giving any nourishment whatsoever, but yet there are Christian after Christian after Christian in this world that I'm telling you, you talk to them a few minutes, you're looking for a little godliness to come out of their mouth, and you have none. You're looking for a little sympathy from them, and there is none. You're looking for some compassion, and there is none. You look for a little water, a little living water, to try to soothe the doubt and the drought that's in your own soul and you find nothing. There's nothing worse than somebody calling themselves a Christian and they're empty inside. I'm telling you it's time for us to position ourselves, get empowered, get strengthened, be the real deal. And when the, prayer's time, when the prayer time comes, we'll see answers. He said, when you position yourself right here, he said, you will call on me and I will say, here I am. I want to see the power of God at work in the lives of those who are calling on his name. Do you want to see that? It's all in positioning ourselves. He says, I'm going to strengthen your bones. I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to guide you continually. He said, I'm going to be glory in front of you, and I'm going to be a rear guard behind you. He said, I'm going to camp round about you. Oh, you cannot fail. You walk with God and your path will be straight. You'll know what to do. We get in trouble. We get off to the left and the right in our lives. We make all kinds of silly choices and we make stupid decisions. We keep ourselves weak and failing. It is not because God is so distant that he can't hear us. It's not that God is any less powerful. Can I remind you this morning, the stars are still in the position they were put in and the sun came up right on time and it's right now, right now as we get ready for noon, it's the hottest part of the day. He is like clockwork, faithful to every generation. But you and I, we've got to stir ourselves, shake ourselves, and get ourselves into that spot where God can absolutely bless us and use us and speak to us and give us the, the very desires that he has in his word, the promises that he's given to us there. There's two men went up in the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men. 
That right there is enough. I'm going to bop him on the head just for saying that right there. What business does he have comparing himself to others? That's the first sign he's got an inside problem. I thank God, I thank you, Lord, that I'm not like other men, extortioners and unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector, this businessman. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. The tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus said this, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. He said these beautiful words, for everyone who exalts himself shall be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. We're in need of revival. We're in need of a shaking that puts us in position for the best year that we've ever had. I want to see things happen. I don't want people to look at me and say, man, you just get all excited about nothing. I know I'm dramatic. I know I'm passionate. I know I get up here and I shake my hand. I said when I began in the ministry, Sister Boyer, I said, I'm not going to be that guy. That's what I said. I think heaven is laughing at me. God's looking down on me. Like, you're exactly what you said you wouldn't be. But I just found that, that I want there to be something beyond the excitement, the compassion. I want there to be power in the pulpit. Not because I flash or because I've got a big voice and sometimes I get a little loud. I get excited, Sister Janice, because we pray for things and we see answers. I got excited when I walked in the hospital room the other day and saw your daddy, strong, sitting there laughing and joking, telling me he was with the FBI. <laughs> I love it when, if you come to the instrument, Gary. I love it, Lenny, when you're walking down to the altar right here and you get about halfway. And I look at you and I said, how is she? And you smile, shaking your head, yes. I love answered prayers. When I get a few answered prayers, and by now I've had plenty, Jeff. When I get a few of those answered prayers, I get bold like a lion. Ain't no stopping me. I'm better than Luke Kennard and Evan Crow, all wrapped up in one. Give me a few answered prayers, I'll climb over the pew. We start looking at impossible situations where nothing was going to work out. There wasn't no answer at all. But God said months and months and months ago, it'll happen. It'll happen in a surprise. It'll come suddenly. And when it does, it'll shake everything up. And what happened? I'm here to tell you this lady right here has received that shaking, surprise, sudden miracle this week. He answers prayers. And when he does, I get excited. I get pumped up. Rocky, I can't hardly control myself. I do. I get pumped up, Alyssa. I'm ready for some praise, girl. You better get ready. 
get me excited about these things, and, and I, I'm ready. I'm ready to do whatever. I want this whole city. I want them to see. Man, have you, have you heard? Have you heard about the answered prayers? Have you heard? Have you heard how it's all coming together? Have you heard about the people being saved? Have you heard what's going on? I want people to talk about the results, not about the meetings. Somebody said, oh, you're going to have a big, big revival after this prayer fasting. Oh, you better get ready. It's going, they're going to be big revival. I was like, well, that'd be okay. I'd like that. That'd be good. It'd be good to pack the place out for several weeks and get, have, have a wonderful revival. But you know what? That's not real revival to me. That's a group of meetings that's real cool. And I love it. We can shout and run and have a good time. And God will be here in the midst. And we'll see miracles. And we'll see signs and wonders. And it'll be great. But you know what the real revival for me will be? It'll be when I walk into Applebee's over here and they say, man, what is going on over at your church? Where are people talking about it at the table over here? And I walk into the mechanic downtown and he's like, man, oh man, I'm hearing all kinds of stories about what's happening at your church when the world and the community and the newspaper wants to know what's going on. That's when revival has happened, when the doctors at the hospital are saying, man, what are y'all doing? You're starting to tap into our business here. We have problems now. We got bills we got to pay. You know, they, they wouldn't do that. When we start affecting change in our community, when the hungry are full and the naked are clothed and the drug addicts are free and the alcoholics are happy and standing with their families again, marriages are coming together instead of coming apart. When we start seeing these things, ladies and gentlemen, that's revival. That's a real revival in a community that needs an answer. We don't need another bunch of meetings. We don't need a bunch of preaching. We don't need a bunch of singing. We don't need a bunch of that. We don't need a bunch of spiritual folks patting themselves on the back all the time. Like I said, let's come together. Let's celebrate. That's a good thing. But let's get down to the core of what real revival is. It is an awakening of what is dead and is now alive. It's what once was not, but it is now because God has gotten in the middle of it. Do you want that kind of revival? Do you want the revival that's bigger than yourself? It's bigger than your, your situation, bigger than you, and bigger than even our church, but literally is in our community making a powerful, mighty difference everywhere we go. I'm telling you, all those things are good. All those things are good. I'm not preaching against them. I love them. I love the fact that just a few moments ago, we had professionals immediately Dispatched right over there. They knew right what to do. And I thank God for that. I thank God for the professionals in our community. And I thank God for the hospitals. And I thank God for the mechanics and for the restaurants. I really like the restaurants. But I don't ever want to get away from the fact, from the truth that this world needs to hear. I wish somehow I could speak French and that I could stand in the middle of that rally because they have come by the thousands saying, we're confused, we're tired, we're, we're not wanting to sit down anymore. We're not going to let them just blow us up in our house anymore. They're out there protesting and getting ready. I wish I could speak French because if I could, I would walk right in the middle of it and I would say, Jesus is the answer. 
Jesus is the answer. Wadewa, which is French for King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I want, I would love to stand in the middle of that crowd with their with their bonfire and with their signs and declare John 3:16. For God loves you so much. He gave, He doesn't take, He gives. Oh, I wish I could tell them. I wish I could tell them, but all I've got is right here. I've got this, and we've got us together, and we've got a prayer fast, and we've got a revival meeting, and we've got all kinds of stuff that we're trying to get done. Don't let the devil browbeat you. He'll get you discouraged. He'll get you depressed. He'll make you think nobody likes you. He'll think you. He'll make you think you're sitting on a pew all by yourself. He'll make you think you ain't got a friend in the world. He'll start telling you you don't need church. You don't need to read your Bible. You don't need to pray. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Shake yourself this morning. Stand with the Bible body of Christ, and let's get to work. We've got a lot of work to do. Oh, we've got a lot of work to do, and it's time for the church to stand up in an acclamation that we will not be defeated. I want to see this young girl dance. I want to see her shout. I want to see her walk down this aisle one more time. I need somebody over the dance team for the young people. Mud, believe it with me. I need at least two or three to agree with me on it. Somebody says, oh, you ought to be careful. She's in that wheelchair. You ought to be careful. It was God who said, dare to believe me and to trust me for greater things shall you do. In the end, when I go to be with my father, greater things shall you do. And what did he do? Well, if I remember correctly, I read in here where he spoke to a tomb full of a grave, a man covered in grave clothes. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. And at four days dead, he stood up and walked out of that tomb. So if we are commissioned to do just as greater things and many, many more, then why, why are we afraid? Why are we afraid? In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus for you, in the name of Jesus for you, in the name of Jesus for you, in the name of Jesus for them, for them, for them, in the name of Jesus. Stand with me this morning. For you will trust me today, says the Lord. I will be a strong tower of refuge. If you will follow after me, pursue the things that I love, my heart, my heart. Pursue those things that I love, and you shall see goodness in the land. You shall yet see deliverance, says the Lord, 
and I will bring to pass the promises that I have given to you. They are not lost in a sea of forgetfulness. They are very aware. I am aware. I am here, and I will bring to pass those things that I have promised you, says the Lord. I will be your rear guard. I will be your glory. I will be your victory. Look to me today. Dare to trust in me and to lean on the everlasting arms I provide. For I am mighty and my right hand is powerful to save, says the Lord. With every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, if you're new to our church, you don't understand what that just was. We want to explain to you that we believe in the gifts and operation in this church. We believe in the gifts of interpretation, and the gift of tongues. We believe in the word of knowledge and the gift of prophecy. We believe in the supernatural gifts that come to the body of Christ. The Bible says they're there for the edification of the church, the building up of the church. They will always be used to, appeal, to uplift and to build up the congregation, to build the faith in the people. And so I say to us today, have faith, have confidence, believe in God, trust and lean on Him. And as He said, we will see the good in the land and yet we'll see the promises that he had made he's made promises to some of you you've carried them in your bible you've carried them in your purse you've written them down and they're hanging on your wall at home and you haven't seen them come to fruition you've not seen the reality of them come to pass god has made a promise to you today through his through the gifting of his spirit You'll yet see them. You'll yet see them. The promises themselves, the promises themselves know they're on mission. God has made it clear that he is going to fulfill his promise in your life. I pray that you will receive today strength to place yourself in position to where God can can literally whisper to you his plans and his work. I pray as a church we will come alive as we never have before, that the work of the Holy Spirit will be so prevalent in our midst that people, real, live, hurting people in our community will know that something is going on that they need. They'll see in us the light. They'll see in us the witness. They'll see the miracles, and they'll know that God is the answer for their life. I pray this morning. For every man, every woman, every boy and girl, that if you will, in this moment, right now, would you just step out from where you are, meet me in this altar, all over this congregation as a response to say, Lord, we're positioning ourselves, we're placing ourselves before you. Would you come just as quickly as you can? We give ourselves wholly and completely to you today, Jesus. Let our fast be acceptable. Let our sacrifices be real. As we position ourselves, Lord, we look to you. We look to your promises and we thank you. As you're coming today, I would ask a simple question of anyone here who has not yet accepted Christ into your life. The first thing we would ask is if you're here and you need Jesus, 
you need to trust him as your Lord and your Savior, then I would ask you, if you would, in a prayer that we're going to pray in just a moment, if you just lift your hand up and write back down. Are you here today? You say, I need Jesus. I want to pray. God bless you, son. Is there anyone else? God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, sir. I need Jesus in my life, man. I want to get things right. I want to be on the right path. I want God to be able to bless me. I want him to be able to bless my life. I want to be in position to hear from him. Are you here today? You need Jesus. Anyone else? Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray a prayer right here. Would you reach over? You might be taking the hand of somebody who's lifted their hand. Would you just reach over and make contact with someone? We're going to pray together. We're going to pray two prayers. One is the prayer to receive Christ. Secondly, we're going to pray for us as a congregation, as a church. Making an altar right where you are. Let's pray together. Everyone in the house, let's pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I know you're the Son of God. I believe it in my heart. And now I'm confessing it. I need you. I need you to guide my life. I give you my heart. Be the Lord of every decision of my future and my life. And I thank you for your word that says if I believe and then I confess, I'm saved. And so I give you my life as a child of God now. I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we come before you. As a congregation, I ask you to touch us fresh and brand new, starting right here with me. I pray, Lord, that you will smooth out my life and help me in every way to be surrendered, every part of me. I pray in the name of Jesus for your work and your will to be accomplished and done. And Lord, for our church as a whole, our pastors on staff, may they be authentically real in every way. God given to hospitality and love and serving others. May we truly desire, Lord, as a church to meet the needs of the community at large, Lord, to send the message to them through our love that you are alive and well. I pray that you would anoint us. I pray that you would use us. I pray that you would empower us as never before. I pray, God, that we'll rise up with an excitement, that, Lord, with a momentum and a desire and an energy such as we've never had before. I thank you for the generations prior to us who have brought us this far. But, Lord, we understand, we sense the responsibility and the weight that is now ours to carry into this generation your powerful truth. Anoint us, lead us, guide us continually as we give ourselves wholly and completely to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And Lord, we thank you. And everyone said amen. Amen. Would you give him great praise right now? And I mean, let's give him glorious, glorious praise. What a, what a wonderful message that God is leading us in, to be authentic and to be real and to love the world and be God's hands extended. What a beautiful message. We want to invite you today. Today is our meet and greet that we have. If you've 
new, or if you're new to our church, you, maybe you've come in the last three months, over here in the choir room, you're going to have an opportunity to meet our, our church staff and our pastors, get to shake their hands, say hello, we want to introduce ourselves to you. If you go right beyond this wall, there's a choir room, we invite you back to have a little bit of light refreshments and be a part of that. And uh, staff, if you would like to, staff, you can go ahead and head over there and meet our new guests. Also, uh, there's been a little bit of talk of a weather situation. If you have any concern about that today, you can watch Channel 9, 12, 5 from Cincinnati, Channel 7 from Dayton. You can also go online. There's some instructions in your bulletin if you want an online reminder about the weather. We promise that we're going to make a, a conscious, prayerful decision. We want to have church, but we want you to be safe too, so we will keep you posted about that. God bless you all. We will see you, especially if you're new here to our church.